It's the RU Review, episode number six. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio with a man who knows his jersey sports, Matt Lachlan. And on the line, another guy who knows his jersey sports, that's John McAlevey. And uh, no news in the Rutgers-Ohio State matchup. Guys, lopsided and pretty ugly once again. And uh, I guess you pick your poison. You know, they didn't want C.J. Stroud to, to burn them. So guess who does? Mayan Williams. So you either sta- stack the box and try to stop him or you drop everybody back, which they did. And then he runs wild, had 189 yards, five TDs. And it was, and if you're looking to see if Rutgers has closed the gap, it's really uh, not evident yet. Um, and it's still Ohio State uh, dominance. And that's been from the day they, they got into the Big Ten. And, uh, and Matt, nothing has changed. No, nothing has. And it won't for a while. That's just the fact. But I liked what Rutgers did. They came out and tried some fancy stuff early on. I mean, they had four guys <laughs> take the ball uh, from under center or uh, be part of the play from the snap. And it was interesting. They, they score. Uh, they tried the onside kick. I mean, at least they knew that they had to do something different. They weren't going to win the trenches. Uh, it just held off the inevitable. But that is the truth. Rutgers is a long way from Ohio State. Here's the best news. Honestly, they came out of it basically healthy. They had a couple of guys hurt going in who didn't play longer beam. And Langan did. I mean, uh, Vedral didn't play after a while. So my guess is he's, he's still not 100%, but he did get back into the lineup. So overall, I don't want to say it was a win because it wasn't, but at least they came out healthy enough that they focused their attention on Nebraska, which is really the way the schedule broke at the beginning of the year. It was all about the winnable games, which now maybe suddenly is a little less winnable, Johnny, because Nebraska comes up with its first win of the season against Indiana. Unbelievable. Yeah. I I think that as we talked about last week, first win in the big 10, none of us really gave them a chance to, uh, to win. So, um, you know, it's almost not even worth wasting your time talking about the Ohio State game. It's now, as Bill Belichick would like to say, on to whoever the next one is. And it's Nebraska now. And, you know, you don't want to say that things are a must win. But, you know, in year three of the, the Shiano era, I, I would have to think that this has got to be a must win for them on their home field. They they started out the season with some promise, a win at BC, uh, a win over a couple of tomato cans. And then now it's been back down the chutes again. And so they really have to right the ship. They can't let a team that's been floundering almost as bad as they have for the last few years, come in here with an interim coach and only his second game and win on your home field. I mean, that would just be insult to injury. So I think that, I don't know how you feel about it, Steve, but as an alum or as a, as a Jersey guy's been following them, my dad went to Rutgers. I would think that this is a must win and they have to have this game. This is a huge game Friday night, huge game. You got a national audience, okay? It's blackout. Should have a great crowd on hand and it's just very important for Shiano and crew to to come up with a win here, guys. I is mean, it must. It, I, I I absolutely. I mean, this is very important for this season. I mean, you, you know, Nebraska's had their problems to get they they get rid of Scott Frost, you know, Mickey Joseph takes over and he's got them you know, he's got their feet under him now, uh, a win at home against Indiana. Let's face it. Indiana is not that good, but still, uh, they took care of business there. Uh, they're energized. Uh, 
you know, they're starting to play for one another, as he put it, as Joseph put it in his uh, post-game press conference. And listen, they're, they're, they're playing better and that, you know, you catch them right after there's a big coaching shift and they're in disarray. That's great. But they're now tightening up and, and they've got, they don't have the quarterback problems that Rutgers has right now. I mean, Casey Thompson's their starter. He's a Texas transfer. He's got decent numbers on the season. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards, seven TDs, four, uh, four interceptions. Had a pretty good game Saturday. And uh, listen, these guys are playing, playing well. Anthony Grant, uh, you know, is, is their lead back. And he had a big game and, you know, 600 yards for the season. Uh, Trey Palmer is a good receiver. Uh, he's, he's got 36 catches. Oh, no, no. Irving Fryer. No, no, no. Hey, listen, I understand, but they just had their coach fired. They're, they're not good. You have to have to win this game. I mean, you can rattle off all the names you want. Rutgers has to beat this team on the home field without, I would say, but they're listen, their defense is not that good. Their offense actually can score points. They put up 35 yeses against Indiana, but they they're not as much disarray on offense. And by the way, they go in underdogs again, two and a half point underdogs at home. But this is the time. It's time to, to break that 20 game losing streak at, at home against Big Ten opponents. That just that's just an ugly stat there. They need to they need to win this game Friday night. So I agree with you, John. But they're you know, it's not hardly going to be a walk. They're underdogs and and their offense, Nebraska's offense is not terrible by any means. Uh, yes, it's, there, it's not. It's, it doesn't have stars all over the place. Doesn't have Heisman Trophy candidates. No, but it's very capable, Matt. And if you look at the numbers and again, the b- big concern here is Rutgers, a quarterback. You know, they don't have a, a, a steady uh, situation there. And that's concerning. Well, you've got to have one guy that you can rely on for sure. I think the thing that would concern me about Nebraska is not so much, although it's true that, you know, Mickey Joseph has calmed things down, but this was a team that under Scott Frost lost a lot of close games. Now, I don't follow them closely enough to know is the talent there. Was it just a matter of maturing? Was it getting a lucky break? But now they won a close game. Uh, even though they won by 14, it was a fourth quarter victory for them. So you just wonder if they were on the verge somewhat of turning things around against Scott Frost. I don't uh, under Scott Frost. I don't get that sense that that's the case, but now they get a little taste of winning and it can be infectious for sure. So that would be one of the concerns for me for Rutgers. The other thing is Rutgers has been susceptible to pass attacks. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, Casey Thompson can, throw the ball and Trey Palmer is his main guy. He also gets knocked down a lot. So Rutgers is going to have to get pressure on him and maybe knock him out of the game. I mean, that, you know, that would be a goal, right? Uh, He's banged up. He's admitted as much, you know, shoulder, knees, hips. uh, He's been sacked an awful lot. So if Rutgers can get some pressure on him, uh, then, you know, maybe they wind up having to make some sort of a switch at QB. That being said, if he gets some time, and while that's true of a lot of quarterbacks, you know, Rutgers, I've, I've been surprised Rutgers secondary, you know, has allowed big plays and, and they could be threatened by big plays again. Yeah. And uh, Harris Simiak, uh, the defensive coordinator for Rutgers has pretty, done a pretty good job. You got to throw away last week. It's just, it's just too much to go to the shoe. But by the way, they, you know, they got to pick early. I mean, you know, they got a touchdown early. So there's some, you know, 
it, it, it was a good start for Rutgers uh, Saturday. It just, you know, we knew that onslaught was going to come and, it, and certainly it certainly did. But now moving into Friday night, first of all, stop their their running back, Anthony Grant, because once, you know, once you establish the run and you're running all over the field, that's a huge problem and it opens up the pass game. So they, they got to stop that. I, and I think their I think their DBs can can obviously stay with with Nebraska's receivers. And it, I think that the I think the defense is going to step up uh, Friday night. Now, the, the big concern is the is the offense and whether they can move the ball. Now, look, Nebraska's in disarray, as we know, but you, they're still not in a situation where they're going to get pushed around. Um, they so, think they can win the West. Yeah. So the, the West, everyone's got one win and one loss except Wisconsin. Yeah. So Johnny boy, the championship of the West is at stake. How the West was won, right, Matt? Yeah. I think what, if, if I was coach Chiano right before kickoff, I'd get all the guys in the locker room and I'd get uh, the big screen or whatever they have there, the uh, television that they all watch. And the last thing I would show is the fake punt from Ohio state Saturday <laughs> where coach day, Ryan day says that he didn't call the play, but it certainly got everybody's Irish up, if you will. And uh, it was great. Coach Chiano ran across the field, was drawing a day and Crookshank took a shot at him out of bounds. It was frustration, but and they showed a little fight. It really kicked him off. And so I would carry a little of that bad taste in my mouth and take it out on Nebraska. Now, apparently the punter made his own call. That's what they said anyway. So, cause all he saw was grass and he just, he just took off. Who knows what the real story was kind of funny that Shiano ran across the field and then started jawing with day too. So yeah, he was showed pissed. a little fire and then Crookshank. Now, does he, does he miss a game or half or half or something because he got thrown out or is he fine? I don't I, think I, they've heard yet. One okay. way or the other. Okay. So that's uh I mean, a, a foolish move, but I can see him being frustrated. And he, he, he hit him three yards out of bounds. Through He's it. been around <laughs> forever. That kid might be like 30 by now, Crookshank, right? He's yeah, been a couple and, of and, a, and an important part of Friday night because, you know, he's a skilled player. Uh, yeah. He can, he can, um, you know, Rutgers has. kickoff back and really get that place going. Yeah, and Rutgers has the uh, has has a few players here. Has some guys that can make a difference. And I'll tell you right now, guys. I'll tell you, Samuel Brown. Yeah, he's the guy. Should be their first back without question. I mean, he's a big kid. He's two twenty. I'd say he's a little bigger than that. He lives. He's listed at two twenty. He looks bigger. He runs downhill. You know, he had seventy nine yards on Saturday. You know, five point three a clip. And you know, yeah, a lot of it was in garbage time. I get it. But, you know, and I'll go back to, you know, remember Gus Edwards, Gus the bus. I mean, one thing that Ash did right was bringing him in from Miami. And, you know, they won a couple games with him alone. I mean, Gus was over 230 pounds. And, and you know, I'll tell you what, when you, you start getting into, into the backfield and players are like, I got to hit that guy for four quarters, man. I mean, it wears you down. So a big, physical, tough runner like Samuel Brown is only a freshman is going to get bigger. And he can he and he's a four star uh, recruit. He's got a bright future, guys. And and listen, get him out if he's if he's effective. Get him out and be, have him be the number one runner out there. And he can be running some people over and tiring out defenses. That's the key. And uh, I would say that he should be. And you know, listen, keep Manungai and keep Salam in there. You know, those are slashers. You know, and Manungai's a hard runner. So you know, you it's nice to have depth in that area, especially in the Big Ten. 
So I think it's really important to get Samuel Brown on the field on Friday and start showcasing him and see if they can uh, they can establish a run game and thereby control the game uh, on Friday. Again, just a, a really, really important to to show up a national game, blackout and uh, running the ball and running it effectively. Matt would be a great way to start. Yeah, you know, control the clock, control the line of scrimmage, and give your cha- give your offense a chance to show some options. I mean, if they've got to respect the run, then the pass game opens up a little bit. I mean, Evan Simon, he is what he is. I mean, he may develop. I, I hate to beat on, up on young players, but I'm not seeing a ton from him. But there's been no real, as we record this, no real update on Wimsat's status nor Vedral's, except that Chiano said that, you know, they'll use Vedral however he's available to them, uh, meaning probably not a whole heck of a lot. He's still basically rehabbing from that upper body injury. You know, Wimsat was seen with the walking boot on, so I can't imagine he's available Friday. So I think it's going to be Evan Simon. Uh, looks like it's going to be a nice night. Cool. At least the rain is going to stop by Friday. Uh, so that that'll help a little bit. The field should be okay, but maybe they'll do a little uh, wildcat like the Giants were forced to do on Sunday with both of their quarterbacks down. But Samuel Brown snap it to him, and as Steve said, trying to bring that big guy down. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, he can wear down defenses. That's my thought there. And yeah, I agree with you, Matt, on Evan Simon. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of time. And he literally, when he had an opportunity, he threw a nice touchdown pass to Sean Sean Ryan on Saturday. It was it was right on the money. Um, so, but it's, it's here and there, right. And the, the consistency is not there. Um, and then Sean Gleason, you know, I mean, um, the jury's still out there, right? I mean, uh, I, he can say he doesn't have the players, he can say he doesn't have the offensive line, but you figure it out and, and you figure out a way to move the ball with, with the players you have. And there's not a lot of quick outs and things like that. They just really don't do that. You don't see a lot of slants, quick slants across the middle, things like that. I mean, I know that it's a, it's a timing thing, but you don't see a lot of it. And um, he really doesn't have a lot of time to, to, to get a receiver down the field. He has an uh, okay arm, probably better than Vedral's, but it, it, not necessarily a great arm. And then, uh, you know, Gavin Wimsat, I mean, he had, he had a boot on on uh, a Saturday, right? So, yep. um, And it's a short week. Yes, so I short would, week. I'm going no to declare way. him out. Yeah, he's not going to be yeah. around. Federal did play guys, but I mean, you know, I don't, I don't get what, what Shiano was saying. They're saying he was he's not completely healthy, but I guess he's healthy enough to, you know, fake a handoff and run into a pile of linebackers. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so what, what does that mean, Matt? He's not quite healthy, but he's, uh, he's healthy he, enough to play a little bit. I, yeah, I, that it's a bit confusing. He's it, available for the place he's is. available I, for. I just think there's a little bit of a, a chess match going on there. He's trying to mix things up a little bit and, and, and not sure when, well, I'm not saying he's not sure. Maybe as a plan to get Vedral out at a certain point, and maybe he's the best chance, guys. Maybe he's the best chance to come in on Friday, settle everything down, run the offense. I mean, he has won games for them. He's lost games as well, but he's yeah. the most experienced oh, in the bunch. The yeah, I think he's clearly the best quarterback that they have. And because it's as we've very important, guys. Simon, you know, it's hit or miss with him. And, and Wimsat, for one reason or another, being that he's so young and now that he's injured, he certainly has not you know, lit the world on fire yet. So Bedrill has won games. He's won big 10 games and 
Um, he's and he played not, for Nebraska, so he's he's gonna have you know yeah. that's a thing too. He might want to get back one last. I think this is his last year. Is he coming back for a seventh year of college football? No, he's going right. He's, he's going to be yeah. the coach. I thought he was going. Yeah. He wants to get into coaching, so who knows? Well, I maybe. thought he was going to collect his social security <laughs> next know. year, but uh, yeah. Yeah. but um, yeah. So I'm sure he wants to play against Nebraska. Oh, there's no question. I mean, he wants he to play does. against everyone, but this right. game is a little extra special for him. Right, and then if you really look at it, come on, guys. He's from Nebraska. People, no offense. Federal completely healthy. Evan Simon completely healthy. What are your thoughts? Who do you go with? For me, oh, I'm saying Federal. No I'm not worried about the future's the future, man. And Gavin Wimsat's the future. You know, and let's, by the way, Evan Simon has stepped up and he's, you know, he's, he's, he, look, he's, he's shown some toughness. He has. And he, he you know, he's, he's out there giving it a go. Uh, but uh, if Federal can go, and, and and then also, you know, the, the Johnny Langan thing with the, you know, with the with the, key, the keeper off the, the left tackle and all. I mean, against bigger lines, bigger, more physical lines, those things aren't going to work. They, he can ice the game against Temple in the fourth quarter with that. You know but what's coming. You know exactly what's coming. And and listen, it's it, it's not it's it's not going to be an effective play. It's just not even against Nebraska. One of the, you know, listen, one of the down teams in the Big Ten, supposedly. What I'm saying is that they, they're feeling, they're feeling it. And they, well, and, they and are, got, and they've got this, they, they've got this game circled, Matt. They've got this game circled, a game that, and then they're favored. They're favored for goodness. Well, sake. That, that should tell you a lot. Of, and again, we know it's not all about who necessarily yes. is the better team, but that does tell you where Rutgers is at, right? They are in a, a, a really in the midst of a complete rebuilding program. Doesn't mean they can't win Friday. Doesn't mean they shouldn't win on Friday. Doesn't mean they can't get to a bowl this year, but it's, they're still patching and filling and growing. Uh, the, their future will yeah. be, will be bright because they're recruiting well and, and Chiano coaches them up and his staff coaches them up. But you know, right now it's tough. But Johnny, I'll give it to you because you're always the guy. You're the opportunist. There's an opportunity here, right? I and mean, come on, yeah. these next two games against Nebraska and Indiana are huge, Ugh. and and this can energize this team. Uh, this win, uh, you know, after you know a rough week with uh, Ohio State, and then you know the rough uh, loss at home, you know national uh, exposure night game, the loss to Iowa. And so I think you have to have them both, Steve. I mean, listen, if I were an alum, I would be screaming. We need both of these games. You know, at, at some point, I know that they're, I know that the cupboard was about as bare as bare could be, but at some point it, 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 there's gotta be like, okay, we've got to win home games against them. The soft underbelly of the big 10. 100%. Don't belong in this conference. Let's stop kidding ourselves. We're never going to beat Michigan. We're never going to beat Ohio State. Okay, let's just put that right on the table. These teams, to be competitive and to, to be taken seriously, the fact that they're a home underdog, again, to a down Nebraska team, yeah. is embarrassing. It's well, got to come to where it's like, what the nation you know, thinks. You know? you know, at this point, you know what, or get off the pot. Can we win a home game? Is it too much to ask to beat Nebraska at home? even if it's by one point. And then Indiana limped in having gotten beaten by this Nebraska team. Their home games, 
You're sleeping in your own bed. You got a full stadium. And they'll have a Come chip on. on their shoulder after what Rutgers did to them at the, their place last year. So, you know, it's not going to be easy, but these are games that you're marked on your calendar here. And then you get to, well, let's, let's start with Friday, but you, you get both of those games. You're at five wins and you can possibly, you just, get, you know, get it, get an upset somewhere and you are a bowl team. Yeah, so, you gotta yeah. be sick of being the punchline all the time. Oh, there's no I mean, qu- John, no question. And uh Yeah, and, let's do it. Right. And so it starts on Friday. And I'm just saying, Matt, a loss uh, on Friday really, I mean, it really would just deflate the balloon and a win would just energize uh this team moving forward. Well, without a doubt, even if they win Friday, they've they have fate in their own hands, so to speak. Well, they could be Michigan, they could beat Penn State, but the reality is Indiana, Maryland, and we'll see what Michigan State's all about. They they've stumbled lately, so those are their chances for wins. In, yeah. in reality, Minnesota on the road, not sure they're playing some good football. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll be a challenge. Anyway, this these are the games. These next two games determine whether they go to a bowl game or not. So that's why it's important. Rutgers is not worried about anything more than staying healthy. That's primary, but. Winning those six games and earning, as opposed to being given a bowl appearance as they were last year, earning that bowl appearance. And that's where Rutgers is in the process. And and the frustration for the fans is understandable. It's palpable. Oh, we got beat by Ohio State by, you know, well, we beat the spread, but we still got crunched. Uh, Oh, that's right. Hey, listen, I told you guys, I think I wrote down the number. I think I said 55-7. And I I said they cover. I said 40 49 to 12 or something like I, no what did i say i, 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 I said 55 7 but at any rate they still lost they by covered. 39 i said they covered and they did they still it. lost by 39 points so but <laughs> you can't go on friday night absolutely johnny yeah hey i got you a big wearing your black blackout it's a blackout i got a big uh, college weekend uh going here guys so i go to the game friday night rockers nebraska then i got on a plane uh, Saturday morning, go out to Pittsburgh and I go to the Pittsburgh Bot Tech game nice. Saturday. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I got a big, that's how Take I always envisioned it. That, that my weekends would just be all just, you know, sports all weekend long, just nice. traveling to different venues and, you know, um, you got, you got parents weekend. At Pitt? Uh, it's actually, too. it's, it's not, it's, it's, uh, my daughter is in Tri-Delt and it's their weekend. Okay. Which was nice. great because it's, because it's less people. Right. Because parents weekend yep. is just mobbed. You can't even get a hotel room. But this yeah. is different. And also, it's a nice game. I think they usually they do the, the, the weekend for some a, a not such good game. Uh, I think it was for Rhode Island last yep. week. But this this Who is they a, playing this weekend. Batek. Oh, good. And they're getting gr- they're getting great crowds because they've been good. Yeah, they so, have. So they're so they're, they're getting great. Crowds. Maybe you can see. Uh, are the Steelers home on Sunday? I don't think so. I think they're away. Okay. Uh, they were home against the Jets. So we get to talk about that, Johnny, in the Kenny Hudson Pickett Huddle. Yes, he yes he did, and it was he looked all right except he threw three passes to the Jets. Yeah, one was a tip ball to the tight end yeah. that, that fell into the Jets, but but it was a he probably shouldn't have thrown that pass. That and, was and, the killer. That cost it, them the game. It gave them an opportunity, but we'll we'll certainly uh, we'll certainly talk about this. But guys, the biggest thing is twenty straight. Is it twenty straight losses at home to Big Ten opponents? That's got to break that. If yeah. nothing else, it's just, I just think it's a really, really important well, game. Well, look across the line. Rutgers. Nebraska won its first Big Ten game in almost a year uh, yeah. when they won last weekend. So yep. they're, they're the template. They yeah. are. And um, listen, we'll it's have still it all covered. 
as you said, they still have an interim coach. Uh, they're not they're not fully realized here. I think there's still some some there's got to be some issues uh, on the sideline, uh, certainly with players and such. And 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 uh, it, this is an opportunity, a huge opportunity for Rutgers here, uh, and especially going in again as an underdog. I know Shiano doesn't look at the point spread. We we, we know that. Uh, but, uh, you know, a, a big opportunity here. A good point that you make, Matt, with, with Vedral being a Nebraska transfer, probably itching to get on the field. And a native. A, a native of Nebraska as well. So you know he wants to get on the field. And you would think Shiano, if he's healthy, w- w- would get him on the field. In, well, that's what in, we said what, last week as well. You play the guy who gives you the best chance to right. win. Right. So um, what do you think, guys, about Paul Christ getting fired from Wisconsin? I think he's got, what, an 11 or $13 million payout. So yeah. he's on some tropical island right now, yeah. not worried about the game plan. Well, yeah. they were expected to win the division. They were supposed expected to be a powerhouse, and they started 0-2. That's big-time football. That's what happens, right? And, and some tells me he wanted to go. Uh, he, he 13 million reasons or well, whatever he, it is. Well, it was a $16 million buyout he was due, but he said he would negotiate that. So what what does that tell you? It tells me that you know maybe he had a heart to heart. The guy Jim Leonard is ha- highly regarded, so much so the guy the interim coach that they brought in now, so much so that apparently he was on the short list for Nebraska, right? So maybe they thought that they got to get this guy in, get younger, I guess. Although guy's done a pretty good job at Wisconsin, guys. I mean, you yeah. know. We, you know, he's always won at least eight games every year. Yep. Um, and uh, I think he's lost the Rose Bowl a couple times, though. But um, Pumped out a lot of pros, too. Sure has. And he's a Madison native. Um, so he's he's Wisconsin through and through. And um, they decided to, to make a move there. I was a little surprised. But, right, I mean, if you – you know, God forbid you have a down year, right? In the big 10, Matt. And and how about the, the middle of the season thing, man? You can't wait. Or did they want to audition Leonard? What's the call well, there? Probably wait a couple the end of, of things, season? right? Again, I'm not intimate with what's going on in Madison. A couple of things, probably. Who knows what last year was like the year before? Who knows what internal rumblings there were? Who knows what the recruit? I don't know what the recruiting was like. Were they losing footing in the recruiting wars? So all that goes into it. Then you stumble your toes and then you've got a guy who you think someone's going to poach. So, you know, that does, you know, all add up, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a head scratcher because Chris had done like Scott Frost was not, he had, he didn't do anything. I know he was a valued loyal son coming back, but he didn't do anything at Nebraska and, you know, they just couldn't continue to lose. So that's not surprising, but someone who's had the success, you don't get a pass, but they must, there's other things that John just not aware of Yeah, and as to why to do it. I mean, I get, I don't know what their recruiting class, their incoming class is like you reassure guys. I, you know, I, there's so many factors that go. And into then that. the other program guys, the camp Randall stadium is huge. I was just out there when I toured it with my uh, daughter. It's beautiful campus. It's huge. And, uh, you know, they're as big a program in the Big Ten as any of them. I mean, you always talk about Ohio State, Michigan, even Penn State, Michigan State, but Wisconsin's as big as they get, and they live and die football. So um, I just thought it, uh, I, I thought that he'd get at least a, a, 
you know, the benefit of the doubt and, uh, and a chance to turn it around, but it, it didn't happen. And then, and then Wisconsin moves on and, and a surprising move there. Well, it's Friday night, guys, uh, seven o'clock kickoff national game at SHI stadium. It's a blackout. So I'll be wearing my black. My brother is a Michigan fan. He's, he's wearing maize. He's wearing yellow. Of course. I, ah. I, I said, B, you're going to be a bumblebee out, you know, at this game. Yeah. But the, he comes and he, ca- he wants the cameras to find no, them. No, no, no. Wear black, pal. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> he wore yellow with the red maize. What's maize? Yellow. He wore yellow to the um, to the red, uh, the scarlet game, the Iowa game. So he's probably going to wear his damn yellow <laughs> Michigan sweatshirt to uh, uh, to um, uh, to the this Friday night's game. But it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I uh, got, I got, you know, four four tickets. I got a Michigan guy next to me and a Penn state game guy next to me. Is he wearing oh, uh, black? Uh, Bob usually runs with it. He'll, he'll probably wear black or he'll wear his Navy. His, his, you know, it looks, it's close enough, but it's, it, but it's Penn state Navy, but he won't wear like a I white. Mean, I, I don't white really blame him in a way. Right. Like I see it. Like it, if you're cheering, if you're a Michigan guy, why would you do anything other than go? It's a fun game. He's yeah. your brother. He wants to spend time with you, see a Big Ten game. Uh, it's a Friday night, but why would he even well, show that's a little all, support for Rutgers? They, He's they, a Michigan it, guy. They get involved. They get the season tickets with me when Michigan and Penn State are at home mm-hmm. at 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 uh, Piscataway, and uh, and they they go to all the games because they're big. Big Ten fans. Yeah, but they got to show their loyalties, right? right? But certainly, yeah, they, they show their loyalties. They don't have to root against yeah. Rutgers no. because they have no hunt in, you know, dog in the hunt, although it's East versus West. Yeah, but West, it's fun. But, Play along, man. But, you know? But they're not fans. Why would right. they cheer for Rutgers? Well, I'm getting them both black. I'm not cheering for the Yankees. Black hoodie Trust sweatshirts. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not cheering for the Yankees in any circumstance. <laughs> no. I hear you. But no, Judge, Judge hits not. a 60 second. Were you cheering Ooh. on Judge? No. No. Okay. Oh, well, I didn't have any. He seems like a really great guy. And Spoken uh, that, like a Mets fan. No, no, no. That, 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 that's it. I answered too quickly. Right. I didn't really care. Right. I was at a yeah, party Sunday and uh, everyone's yeah. like, oh, we got to turn off football because Aaron Judge is coming up. I'm going to, uh, he hits it, doesn't hit it. <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't, I don't really care. You know, my attitude on records anymore. I'm sorry. I become, I was jaded. I, I covered baseball in the heart of all the right. steroids at era and we all lived through it. And I'm just not sure. Like Albert Pujols, how is he doing it at 42? Like, and suddenly yeah. we're expect to, we're, we're yeah. supposed to believe he's he's eating Wheaties and just doing some right. extra weight work. Right. Yeah. I, I'm not saying there is something going on, but I that that era kind of just kind of ruined record pursuits for me because you just wonder. But not not saying that Aaron Judge. I mean, listen, he's six eight or whatever he is. He's an incredible. Physical yeah, specimen and a, and a, a monster great, and a great uh, baseball player. So yeah. mm-hmm. and I give him credit under all the pressure that he put on himself by not taking a contract. He was playing for a contract year. and he puts up a huge year. So yeah. all good. And he seems like the greatest he guy. Like he does all guy, the right man. things. Oh, yeah. You know, if he signs with the Yankees, they'll probably name him a captain, you know, that type right. of deal. So, and you know, he embodies a, so much that's good. That's going to be a monster contract. So I wasn't I wasn't against Right. You know, I wasn't rooting against him, but I just I wasn't energized yeah. by it. Quite it's going to be a pathetic contract too, because they're going to be paying him for this year, eight years from now when he's hitting, you know, when he's on the disabled. I mean, here's a guy who who's been hurt his whole career. I, it's amazing that he. It's, I think it's more amazing that 
he wasn't on the DL for a record amount of times than he is for hitting the home run record because that guy's always hurt him and well, but what you're seeing so, is if he can if he can stay on the field and stay healthy the whole season, that's what you get. Yeah, I mean, why, no, that was why great, they were reluctant to sign him. And that's that you know. Right. Now is he going to repeat that? No, not reluctant. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, are you going to give him a ten year deal? Who's going to give him a ten year deal? Uh, I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll get that. But you know, eight? listen, eight eight at forty, mm-hmm. eight at forty five. Yeah, somewhere eight yeah. at fifty. Could oh, I get could, that? it could be. It could, it could be eight at 50, but you know what, John, and this is true, especially, well, it's bad in hockey. You have to think about how contracts will age out because there is a salary cap Yeah. in baseball. There's a luxury tax and all that sort of stuff, but there's no real cap. So the Yankees don't care. You know, they don't care what 10 year. I mean, let's say they give them an eight year contract. They hope to get a few productive years out of him. If he spends most of the next three or four years on the disabled list or the injured list, as they call it now, uh, then that's no bueno. But if he gives them four good years, five good years, and the following three, they don't care. He's not that good. They don't care. I mean, they care because it hurts the team. But financially, they're printing money and there is no there is no, and he, uh, he's going nowhere yeah. else. You know, if you yeah. think well, he's not going to be in the pinstripes, I don't know where the Dodgers, the it's Giants. the Red Sox. That Giants have been mentioned lately. Giants have San been Fr- mentioned. He's from San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Maybe All right. the fact that the Yankees really lowballed him left a bad taste in his mouth. He bet yeah. on himself. He could say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm taking my, my uh, 62 and I'm heading back home because you guys, you know, you poke the bear and look what you're going to get in yeah. return. I mean, I, I don't think anybody will will offer more than the Yankees. Though, right? The Yankees they'll won't be beat one dollar right, ahead. This is the baseball but, uh, segment in in RUR here. Now, Matt, I just yes. real quick that the uh, the series in Atlanta against Atlanta with the Mets must have been tough, huh? Oh. How, how are Mets fans feeling about that? I mean, horrible. Uh, yeah. They had a chance to win the division, give themselves some time off. Instead, now they've got to go into the wild card. Their two best pitchers were beaten by Atlanta. Yeah. So I'm a little concerned about Mojo. I get it. First pitch, it all changes. But, you know, they were in first place for so long. They had a huge lead against yeah. Atlanta. The Braves catch them. Mm-hmm. They get swept. And I'm, 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 I'm not sure. But, yeah, but a great season anyway for the Mets. We haven't oh, yeah. really talked much about them. Uh, and, but, uh, they, uh, uh, hell, they're, they're a playoff team. Uh, but after that, that's been a gut punch. Sure. What's that? It was a pathetic year up in the fence. Oh yeah. Dead last, oh dead God. last day at least. And you know, it's, oh, it's yeah, it was awful. Yeah. a year away from uh, last year. They were two games from the world series. <laughs> right. They were, <laughs> it was awful. So it was quite a step down and look at off season for Hein Bloom. He better, yeah. the, the, the rose is off of, or the bloom is off of his rose, whatever that thing yeah. is, because, he better put something together here because they were uncompetitive for a, yeah. for a long time. And signing really Xander uh, Bogarts. I mean, they got a lot of yeah, issues. They're low ball, talk yeah. about low ball and yeah. judge. I mean, the Red Sox offered Bogarts a, a contract that was insultingly Bogus. low. And <laughs> yeah. so he could go and they yeah. said, Oh, we brought in Trevor story, but yeah. he played about 12 games. He, he's no, tr- yeah. he's no Xander Bogarts. I'll tell no. you that. No. And then they got Devers coming around the bend. Are they going to pay him? He's a superstar. So I don't know. Yeah, but good to, good know. for the Yankees and Mets, man. Both playoff uh heading to the playoffs. And so good it's a good thing for, for uh the good thing for uh good for, the for New York baseball for sure. We gotta uh we gotta cover a little bit of playoffs, uh the baseball playoffs for sure. But anyway, Rockers, Friday night, 
versus Nebraska. Huge game. It's at 7 p.m. national game. Uh, that'll do it for this week. You can listen to our show on Spotify, on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, on uh, Google Podcasts, a couple other, Stitcher as, as well. So uh, find our podcast there. Also our site, moresportsnow.com. Check that out. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio with Matt Lachlan. John Mack will leave you on the phone, and we'll catch you all next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.